The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. 375,000 vehicles are now on Irish roads without a valid NCT cert. That's according to figures reported today. The operator of the National Car Test, Aplus Automotive, will come before and rock this committee today, saying the service has been hit by a range of issues, including motorists failing to show for appointments and an ageing workforce, and also people cancelling at the last moment when it's too late maybe to get people who are on the waiting list. I'm joined by uh, Connor Faulkner, transport consultant, to talk about this and uh, other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other things first. Dublin, the 12th most congested city in the world. Could it be true? Yeah, isn't that nuts? Um, that comes from a, a, a company called Inrix, who are a Seattle-based uh, mega data company. They're involved in traffic and they collect traffic information algorithmically from all yeah. over the world. I'm thinking Producing of Cairo. Really I'm thinking of Manila. Yeah. Downtown well, Dublin, Lusaka. Yeah, d- 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 Dublin rated uh, worse than Los Angeles. Los Angeles was number 14 on the list, Dublin number 12. What they do is they calculate the amount of hours lost in congestion compared to a free flow situation. Uh, And Dublin, it turns out, of all the major cities surveyed, and there are over a thousand cities in this survey, Dublin has the slowest peak time speed in the centre, which is astonishing. How to top a list like that? And, you know, all the reasons we know, Pat, it's been Dublin's story for years. I actually think it's nearly worse to look at some of the other cities. The 39th most congested city in the world, Galway. Unbelievable for a city of of 80,000 people. Um, Cork is number 71. Belfast is 100 or something. Um, You know, Oslo is number 253 or something, which is where so a city So small cities in other places do well, and yeah, we don't. We do terribly. there are congested small cities. The places like Palermo in Italy, for example, or in Sicily, for example, which is, you know, has catastrophic. Dublin isn't the only uh, city with major, major traffic problems, historic ones, but it's one of the bad ones. And look, it's just another lens through which we can see uh, our failings. We, we, we haven't developed yeah. public transport as per comparable European cities. And if you don't do that, then yeah. you get this. And, and we we don't believe in tunnelling. You know, mm. there are ways of getting uh, traffic from one side of a city. You know, vital traffic. I'm not saying that every motor yeah. should be allowed to whatever. But in places like Paris, you'll have a, a tunnel that does the business yeah. to avoid a junction, which otherwise would be very congested and slow everything down. Yeah, that's right. And you have sort of sunken routes like the parts of the periphery, etc. And we just haven't done that in Dublin. But the main thing we haven't done is provide mass public transit. Um, we have a workhorse of a bus service that does the best it can. And on its metrics actually does very well, but it does not compare to the sort of comprehensive yeah. light rail. And even if you think of um, the Lewis, if you were to to take the Lewis in from uh, any of the terminuses and you look at the distance travelled and then you compare it with the time that a metro would do, yeah. you know, from, say, Tala into Dublin city centre. I don't know how long it takes the Lewis to trundle in. If you had a metro, it would be kind of 10 minutes. Yeah, that's right. So, so uh, there's some flaws in this study, like London is given as the most congested city in the world. Um, but if you're not a car user and you're using London's public transport, you know, you, we've had the experience we've all had, I'm sure, of being able to get clean across London on schedule readily, despite how busy the city is. So so it's a little bit of a false measure, but it does basically tell you, you know, w- 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 what does it say about Irish cities? They, they have been real underperformers in public transport now, for years. Th- there is some good news for Leap Card users, is there not? Yeah, um, this is Bring Your Partner for Free. They're doing it over the coming bank holiday weekend. The new one. The new one, and the Bridget Bank Holiday weekend. So running through the weekend on all forms of public transport, including Lewis and the, the rail networks and all of that, um, if you have a Leap Card, you can bring a partner for free 
three. Uh, so two for one. Why not? Nice idea. Uh, it's not the first innovative thing that public transport has done recently. I mean, the fare reduction was a very good idea. And actually, if you look at us internationally, we're often terrible in public transport. But to be fair, public transport usership has held up in, in Ireland more than other countries um, post-pandemic. Uh, which is a kind of a good metric to look at. So we're, we're, we're not okay, all so, bad. Okay, uh, so your plus one is free on the Biddy Bank Holiday. On the Biddy Bank Holiday, yeah. Uh, is that the name for it? I've just coined it. Yeah, I love it, I love it. Uh, now, if we could move it to September, the weather might be better. <laughs> now, uh, let's talk about the NCT. Yeah. And they have their problems and they're going to try and explain themselves today. Yeah, they're in front of an Oireachtas committee uh, on a sort of a slowly burning issue that has been worsening and worsening. They have a huge backlog and they don't have the capacity to get through it. So every week that goes by, they're falling further behind. The total number in the queue at the moment is 375,000. Big, big number. Uh, when I last looked at this in November, it was 360,000. So, you know, it's, so they're creeping, not making it's progress. worsening. It's worsening. Now, by way of context, they'll do nearly 2 million tests in a year. Um, but, you know, the failure rate means they have to retest a lot of cars. So the backlog is around about six months. There, thereabouts. Now, that's too much. It's too high. Um, it, it developed very seriously during the pandemic understandably, because testing was stalled. Mm. And at that time, we sort of deferred rules. So since the pandemic, if you don't have a valid NCT cert because your cert has expired, but you have applied and you are in the queue, then neither the Gardaí nor the insurance company will take note of the fact. So okay, it's interesting um, because on the website today, yeah. I saw the final line really is, it is your responsibility to ensure your vehicle holds a valid NCT at all times. Yeah. I'm thinking it's your responsibility Responsibility to Indeed make appointments so. available to yeah. me. Indeed, so and and you, you know the the. In practical terms, that had to be set aside during the pandemic. Um, and that was a pandemic measure. It was understandable. You, you can do without entirely a, a road safety test. We didn't have one for years. You can do that one for a short period of time. You can get away with it, yeah. but obviously not long term. And, and they haven't got on top of the backlog no. for various reasons. Now, there's another uh, point that was made consistently the last time we talked about this. Mm. And uh, this person on the text screen makes it again. My car was due an NCT last February. Didn't get it until September. Mm. It passed. But now I have to do it again in February, even though I can't get a test until July. So yeah. it passes and it's supposed to be good for a year. Mm. But they hark back to the original date yes. when you were scheduled. Yes. Instead of saying, you're good to go for a year, come back to us in a year. So the new deadline won't be February, it'll be July or yeah. August or whatever it is. Yeah, and this is a sort of concertina effect of the backlog. Now, it was a long-standing decision to base when your NCT is due on the car's original registration date and administratively that's probably still a good idea but what it means is when you have a backlog you get this concertina effect and you know ultimately we may need some post-pandemic corrective legislation or something to up I don't know there may be an imaginative fix but the source of the problem the thing we do have to solve is the backlog you know solve the yeah. backlog and the other problems will wash out and um, so I mean got the, to get the, you the could backlog. see what the issue might be if people deliberately delayed the NCT mm -hmm. in order if you like to get Get an extension. Well, now there's uh, you know, if they were never stopped by the guards, for example, and they mm. they haven't gone to get their July test, and they end up getting one the following January, and they say, "Give me one for a year," yeah. so they've actually got, if you like, six months free. Yeah, and you may get some people wiggling through the cracks, and you may even get some, you know, some road safety compromises because of that. So it's a bit of a mess, certainly. Uh, but uh, but as I say, the fix is to get on top of the backlog, and once they do that, they can they can wash through the other problems. How do they fix the backlog? Well, there's two 
ongoing problems. They're not new, but they're making a bad situation worse. One is no-shows, where people just don't show up for the test. Um, Now, that costs a slot, uh, and it's inherently wasteful, so that shouldn't happen, happens too often. And the other is cars failing first time. Nearly half of all cars fail first time because people don't bother prepping for it. They just use the test as a diagnostic. So the slightest little problem that they could have sorted out before yeah. presenting, they didn't bother sorting out, so they're back for a, so retest. a retest. So that wastes capacity in the system. So if we could fix those, it would help. The other thing then is recruiting mechanics. They have really struggled to do that, mm. uh, really struggled to do that all all through last year. Um, um, some people are a bit more adept, though, and adroit mm. in dealing with these things. Uh, one uh, texter says, "At my as my NCT is due on the 10th of January past, I immediately applied when I got the notice. Mm. The date for my test is now July the 19th. Mm. So that's not very good, but at least a date is secured. Yeah. But this one says, I went online to book a test, got a date in August, phoned the number on the website, answered after two rings, put on a list, got an email yesterday for a date in February, but the date didn't actually suit me in February. Phoned again, got another date for yes. two days after that. Yeah. All sorted. So a yeah. very good now to be uh, interface. Yeah, a very good interface. And in terms of customer service, I have to give credit to the NCT. They have dynamically managed the list, loaves and fishes with their minimised resources, and they have done the best they can. And I've heard lots of stories like that. Um, now they have a cancellation list. Um, they they have no shows, as I say. So a bit like Ryanair booking flights, they can rely on there being some no shows and 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 get that capacity in. And they will try and help you if you ring them and ask them for help. They can't do it for three hundred and seventy odd sure. thousand, um, but where they can, they have they have been helpful, uh, and, and I would credit them for that. Um, this one from Patrick in Kildare: The NCT is a great benefit to road safety, but at the moment not fit for purpose. I'm a car dealer in Kildare; cannot get an NCT until September online. Mm-hmm. Until the RSA and the government decide to introduce competition into the car testing network, the <laughs> NCT can do what they want. The RSA stroke government need to be much tougher with the NCT. The CVRT, for goods vehicles, Mm -hmm. which is in private hands, works much more efficiently. Yeah, you see, uh, there's some important points there, but fundamentally I don't agree. Um, You know, there's only one leaving cert, (laughs) there's only one competition authority, and there's only one NCT, and I prefer it that way. The British MOT model is different. Um, You go to local designated dealer. And no disrespect to the Brits, who who have been world leaders in road safety, but the MOT model is way, way inferior to our NCT. I prefer the NCT. Um, Tough standards need to be applied, absolutely, uh, and they are. The international metrics for it are actually very good. So I don't really agree with the the caller there, Um, but there are problems and some of the points made are probably valid. Every time we talk motor, we uh, end up talking tolling. Yes. And uh, I feel sorry for people with heavy goods vehicles who have have to use the tolls. Yes. They can't and should not use city streets, so they use the motorways. Yeah. Uh, some of which are free to them, like the uh, the the, the, port the port tunnel is free, mm-hmm. but others are not. Yeah. Um, and well, I'm including, wondering, including client of mine, as it happens, yes, um, uh, it, 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 moving building equipment, but yes, uh, having to pay tolls left, right, and yeah. centre. So, so the the question is, uh, are people creaming it in in the tolling business? Mm-hmm. Uh, we own the East Link. Yeah. Uh, we own the West Link. Yeah. 
we own the port tunnel. Yes, correct. Yes, correct. Uh, and the others, most of them, there's another eight or nine toll schemes around the country. And most of those are PPP, public-private partnerships, which is basically an outsourcing of risk. So a big finance consortium of builders and groups do a contract with the government, agree to build the road, get a toll concession on it that lasts for 30 years with lots of other caveats and performance things they have to maintain the road and in some cases a guarantee of money if the traffic volumes don't meet expectations Uh, and in other cases upside where they get upside. Some of them have done very well uh, not all. Some of them have done very well. But in all cases, um, I, I, I personally dislike all of these toll schemes. I just think it's a lousy yeah. way to raise but, money. But I mean, these I, companies, I was surprised when I started to look into them. Uh, most of them are owned outside the jurisdiction. Yeah. These pr- public-private partnerships, although they'll have nice Irish sounding names, but the ownership is outside the jurisdiction. And then you see that they actually make a loss, uh, several of them. Mm-hmm. So in spite of the government writing checks for them, at the moment, yeah. for them, it's not a profitable business. That's right. And the government, in, in, in engaging in the contract, was outsourcing that risk. And there are some of those consortia that have struggled, have had to do debt refinancing, etc. And others have done very well. I mean, it's a kind of a complicated financial project, in a sense, because you're talking about 30 years of income that's guaranteed by the Irish state to an extent. Uh, so that's very, very attractive. But then you have to make your margins work and all your funding work and all of that. So, and you know, in some cases, they've done very well, in other cases, not. But it's worth making the point that they're all tiny, Pat. The total toll revenue is 200 million across all schemes. 170 million of that is the M50 in Dublin. So that's the Um, big one. That's the big beast. That's the big beast. Dwarfs all others. And the state owns that in its entirety. There's a private operator that works there. And they get system. a percentage. They, like do they well. should be just paid a they fee. Do well. You, well, that was, again, part of the original contract. They're a French company and, you know, they, they do well. But again, personally, you know, that's 170 million quid a year in revenue, theoretically. If you really wanted that off motorists, you could get it in another way, you could get it off car tax. I would get rid of the toll in its entirety and just let the motorway function as a motorway. Um, Although, you know, with the automatic tolling, it doesn't uh, prevent, a, you know, there's no barrier there. And there's no barrier other so than the So it works cost. as well as it possibly can. Well, you know other I mean? than the cost and, you know, back to my client moving goods around and, and having to pay chunkily. If you have mm. to commute across that M50 toll bridge uh, and pay that toll, not occasionally when you go to the airport, but twice a day for five days a week. That's a real burden. So you divert through Fingris, so you divert through Chapel yeah. or, you know, you, you undermine the reason why we built the motorway in the first place. Yeah. Uh, a final suggestion from John and Navin. Do you really need a fully qualified mechanic to run a series of tests for the NCT? What about training people with a course specific to the yeah. NCT? So all they have to do is pass or failure. They don't actually have to understand very much more. Yeah, that is what's done. They don't need to be fully trained mechanics. Okay. It's very useful if you are. And if you're a fully trained mechanic, your job prospects in Ireland are great but these are trained technicians and they recruit them from the Philippines and Spain and all sorts of places wherever they can get them so that is done Conor Faulkner thank you very much for The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk uh, joining us